die from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Claire Nava and Chris Darkham Goodman. Woohoo! Chris, welcome back to the podcast. This is Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective. I'm Katie. He's Chris. I'm Carrie-Anne. He's Len. We don't need no Bruno. It's season eight finale. You're looking gorgeous in your... What does he wear? A bow tie, I think, on the second night. Oh, I thought you were trying to come up with the word to describe a tank top. Oh, no. <laughs> He's looking gorgeous in his white skin tight. No, it's not. It's like a flowy, gorgeous tank top. Whatever. You look beautiful. It's like not always. that flowy. Well, it doesn't look like it's super fitted from the same. Oh, no, it's not like super fitted. Is your tank top super fitted? Uh, no, it's just like a bro top that I got when I was on vacation. Oh, you're so bro. Thanks, I try. By the way, I can't believe you missed a we don't talk about Bruno moment. Can I say something controversial yet brave? It's not controversial, nor is it brave. It's just me speaking my truth. I have yet to see Encanto. I liked it. I've heard you know, nice things. It's on my list of things to watch. I just haven't like sat down and pulled the trigger. Do you want my controversial yet brave take about a different Disney movie? I swear on all things holy, Luca is an animated shot for shot remake of Call Me By Your Name. Have you seen Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. And you've seen Luca? Yeah. And you say they're shot for shot? Maybe not shot for shot, but you get what it's, it is alarmingly similar in my opinion. Okay. I'm so excited to talk about this finale and yet I'm, I'm leading us on the tangent. Let's do it. (laughs) I think this episode is still June. Yeah. This episode is still June. So happy pride. Here's the thing about Pixar movies because a lot of Pixar movies are about outsiders and people who feel weird and sometimes have to like reveal that to their family and friends and they end up taking power in the sense that oh I'm not like all the other people so many Pixar movies to me when I watch them I read them through a very queer lens Mm -hmm. I do understand that Luca has certain things that surface level are similar to call me by your name and of course they are my pure gay fish sons uh mm-hmm. i watched that movie on a plane and was like cool so we're just gonna like tear up about my pure gay fish sons no i teared up during it too i just can't believe what he did with the spaghetti it's just like the peach um <laughs> couldn't believe that was in a I pixar don't... movie I don't remember, but amen. Uh, uh, do you know the peach scene in Call Me By Your Oh, Name? I know the peach scene, yeah. So I was just making a joke about it being spaghetti in Luca, Italian. That, that, that joke didn't work. Well, because they do food stuffs and it's all about pasta. Don't talk about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. That's a bravo for you. Oh my God. Okay. I'm very excited to talk about this finale. I don't know why I keep bringing up things that are not about this finale, but I'm doing a Real Housewives like watch from season one, and Lisa Rinna just got on the scene. Oh, no. And you know what her first season is? What's her first season? Don't talk about my husband. That is in her debut season that she gets an iconic fight like that, and I am so excited to watch. Why don't we talk about the husband? Oh, have a piece of bread and calm down. She does. She does support to you. She does. Either she does defend you, Kim. She does defend you. Beast. Beast. How dare you? It's pure evil. I, in case you're wondering for a Salt Lake City update, I've watched no more. Oh, I'm not shocked. You'll get there. You'll, you'll, when the time is right, you'll do it. And it's not something that you can, like, consume unless you're ready to consume it. Much like this podcast. So, Chris. (laughs) Season 8 finale. I mean, we have three of just incredible dancers. 
battling it out for the coveted Mirabal trophy. Can I ask you, can I ask you first off? Yeah. Is this the best finale? Yes or no? No. I agree. Is it a great finale? Yes. Yes. Is it a great capper to a great season? Yeah. Is this... Okay, this is just a shoot from the cuff moment. Is this the best season of Dancing with the Stars? Does it deserve its reputation? I think it does. I think it does. I don't think it's quite as, like, quote-unquote iconic as... Like, I think maybe my expectations were not exceeded, but I think they were met. Mm -hmm. And I think all in all, it is one of the greats because I think just consistently the level of, like, fantastic dancing that we get from more than one contestant is what elevates it Mm -hmm. to a great season. I agree. That's why I think I'd put it in the Pantheon with two and three. I think these are mm-hmm. easily the best three. I'd have to think about how I would order them, but yeah, I don't know. It's like I think the I think three finale might be my favorite, but I don't. I feel oh, like the I would... three the three finale the three semifinals and finale are the two best episodes of Dancing with the Stars, bar none. I agree. That's why. So it's like that obviously has to be my top, but like I don't know exactly where I put two and eight. Well, I don't know if the rest of season three is as good as its finale. It's not. That's what I'd have to. I'd have to like look at and think about where I would put it. Oh, I was I was talking purely just finales. I wasn't thinking seasons as whole. Oh, I was talking like full seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think two, three, and eight are the best three seasons of the show. That's not really a question. Yeah. I think yeah, I don't know where is... I would I don't know where I would order them either. Great, we're on the same page that now at least we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about each of the contestants individually. But before we do that, they were forced to dance yet another relay dance in the finale. This is a pasa doble, one right after the other. Sean, Melissa, then Gilles. Mm-hmm. Katie, so what? I'm still a rock star. I've got my rock moves, and I don't need you. And to this paso, I was like, eh, so what? Well, and it's just like, why? Like, if you're gonna do a paso relay, why do it to a crap song? You know? Yes. I think this was one of the strongest of, like, the relay dances they've done in a finale Mm -hmm. since we've done them. But I didn't leave with a lot of impression. That's, it's like, I don't know if it's just because the season three quote-unquote relay, like, I just really did love that format of, like, Mm -hmm. same dance style, same song, but you each get to individually go out there and do your own routine on your own time. I think it just is such a better way of doing it because the relay, it's like, it happens too quick. It's, it's a group choreography. So like, sure, you still get your solo moment, but everything is still supposed to be like cohesive and flow together. And so it's just, it's not my favorite way of doing it. Like I just, I can't even really take notes on them. But I liked that this one the only group choreography they did was at the very end. And well, it's kind of the minimal, beginning. But there really wasn't any... I mean, it was so minimal. Yeah. And, like, even then, it wasn't, like, group choreography. It was they each got an introduction, and then basically they got everybody off the floor but Sean and Mark. Yeah. So I liked it this time because you got to see them dance the way they wanted to and then at the end they all danced together and you got to see them side by side mm-hmm. and it wasn't they weren't trying to do like a team dance like they have it seems like the relays have been before mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna have them do an entertaining show as a team no this was they're truly competing individually against each other mm-hmm. and i liked that it just wasn't for me. I, I am happy that you enjoyed it. I just, it, 
they just don't like pack as big of a punch for me and i don't know why quick hit thoughts i thought sean looked really good but her face was lacking and so that was kind of distracting to me but like i thought sean looked great out there had good attack I thought Melissa um, was very wonky in the middle. I was very surprised at the scores that she got. A hair too fluid, but, like, her lines are always incredible. And then Jill just wowed me. Like, they have a great dynamic tempo changes. They just, they attacked it well. I thought he looked great out there. Um, If I had to, like, order them, I would probably say, like, Jill was the best, then Sean, then Melissa for me personally. I agreed with how the judges did it. Gilles the best, then Melissa, then Sean. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, Sean did very well. I was surprised how well she did this Paso. She just Mm -hmm. had some hinky late movements a couple times for me that were obvious. I didn't really see that from Melissa. I thought it was a much better performance than her first time doing the Paso. I thought she looked really strong. I liked her fluidity. The one thing I didn't love was compared to Sean and Gilles, she and Tony were styled very modernly for a pop. Yes. The other two were much more classical. Yes. Um, and then Gilles, I mean, it was the most intense. It was the most passionate. It wasn't close. He won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He and Cheryl were in all white as opposed to the women were in black with their Mm -hmm. partners and that really helped them stand out in another way Mm -hmm. and i thought that was just a really smart move i would agree i play these finales strategically (laughs) (laughs) we know so uh sean and mark scored a 28 a 10 from bruno uh melissa and tony scored 29 a 9 from len and jill and cheryl had a perfect 30. Well, that is that round. So the only other two rounds left are the all-important freestyle round. And on night two of the finale, they did a pick a favorite dance round. Mm-hmm. To get there, we're just going to talk about the placements. So let's begin with our third place finisher. Once again, she cannot seal the deal. She is left behind. It is Melissa Rycroft and her partner, always a bridesmaid, Tony Davalani. Chris, I do have a question for you because I know your tune had changed somewhat on Melissa or a lot on Melissa this season. So now after the rewatch, are you okay with third place? How are you feeling with third place? Do you want to save that to the end and just talk about the freestyle? Where are you at right now? It's really hard because my thoughts on her tie into everybody. Like, we can't unspool this. I know. I know. Okay, so let's just talk about the freestyle. Okay, so so, so we're just going to talk about the freestyles then. Are we, cha- oh. once again, are we just, are we just, no, are we just like changing this in? No, I just meant we could just talk about her freestyle independently. But if you want to just talk about all the freestyles, we can. No, because we'll have nothing to say. I mean, Let's just talk about her freestyle, and then let's talk about her samba. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. I just meant we weren't going to get your thoughts, like, Mm -hmm. right this second on how you're feeling about third place. We can get those later. So her freestyle, I didn't write the song down, but I know the song. It's going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now. Yeah. So... uh, What does Tony do? He says, you know, no risk, no reward. I'm, you know, I'm going to really go for it. And apparently really going for it means that we're doing hip hop with Melissa Rycroft, the trained ballet dancer. Explain that one, everybody. The, The explanation I could do is I think there's probably some similarity to her time with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Uh, that's yeah and uh, that's all i got for you (laughs) yeah so here's my i teased chris and i said i kind of had a hot take with melissa's freestyle i think if you put her in fringe pants and you change the song to something a little bit more latin inspired this could be an iconic freestyle i think 
they leaned a little too hard into hip hop. And I think if you just make those two small changes, then the freestyle reads so much better because I did enjoy it. And I was like, wow, they really did a lot. They really went for it. It was very lift heavy. And like, it had the same feel of a different freestyle that we'll talk about later that was much more energetic. And so like, I think if you change the song and just put her in fringe, we eat this up all the way. Changing the song and putting her in fridge feel like two major changes. And you're like, oh, just two tiny little things. And like, I well, get, but, you're saying the like, choreography is right. And I get that. Yeah. Yes. They are uh, two huge changes. But it's like, if you focus on the choreography and are not necessarily thinking of it with a hip hop song, I think it's a much better dance. But I think the hip hop song just doesn't it doesn't feel right for her it just doesn't quite like it just brings it down a notch in my opinion i think tony was so focused on tricks and things because mm-hmm. they didn't really have that in his freestyle with stacy mm-hmm. and i did agree with the judges saying that there wasn't quite enough dancing at times there wasn't enough choreography for her i mm-hmm. think the lifts are great mm-hmm I just don't know if there's enough. It's too chill. And I do attribute some of that to the song mm-hmm. that what they're doing fits that, but it's, it's just not enough. Yeah. It wasn't so anti her as I thought it was going to be like, she made it work. Yeah. It just wasn't right. It wasn't right, and it's not what it needs to be. And it's so hard because the first freestyle of the night just sets the bar so mm-hmm. high. And so to follow it up, even though this is still, like, a good freestyle, it's not a bad freestyle. I'm not, you know, hanging my head in my hands. I'm not, like, cursing disco. I'm not cursing hip-hop. But, like, it just, it's just wrong enough that it's disappointing. Yeah. I think it has garnered a reputation both between us and amongst the fans that this is just a major fork up freestyle. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is. Again, I it's agree. good. It does go up against a buzzsaw of a freestyle. But you also see how there's a better version of a freestyle for Melissa Rycroft. Yes. So Melissa's freestyle sees a score of 27 straight nines combined with her Paso score. She is sitting at 56 out of 60. Which puts her in third place. Mm-hmm. On night two, it is just pick your favorite dance. And of course, they go for the Samba. Mm-hmm. Chris, was it the right choice? I think so. And not mm-hmm. only that, if this round had been on night one, I think, I'm not going to say she might have won if this dance is on night one. But this dance is what she can do. This made me be like, that's what her freestyle should have been. It should have been packed. And it made me be like, well, she's not a robbed goddess because she doesn't do enough. It's not like, oh, she had a perfect finale and then didn't get the votes. It, they they didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. But I think this dance helped cement her as one of the greats. I agree. I think they had a good attitude going into finale night and backstage with Samantha. You know, Samantha talks about, like, did the pressure get to you? And Melissa goes, it was all about just having fun. And that was exactly what this dance was. They both looked like they were having the time of their lives. If you're going to go out there and have one last dance, I think this is how you go out. Just pure joy on your face. And they make something as simple as traveling down the floor look so right. Look like so much fun. I mean, this is just like the partnership of a lifetime. And I think this is always when I think of Dancing with the Stars, like this is always the relationship that I think of first 
for a while. It gets mm-hmm. surpassed late in later seasons, but like for so long, this was the high. I was always searching with every partnership. Is that because of All Stars, or is it exclusively season eight? It was both. I, I, because okay. I do remember somewhat watching this season, and then obviously it gets cemented in All Stars. But like, I remember being so happy that they were paired up again. I remember just being like. Yes, like if she's with anyone, it has to be Tony. Like they, they truly do just feel like brother and sister. Like they have so much love for one another. I I have definitely changed my tune on Melissa. This is kind of the first contestant that you've done that for too, hasn't? Like, isn't it? I feel like for the most part, we haven't really heard you like quote-unquote like come around on people but it seems like this is the first one where you've been like what am I doing well it's because it's so tied up in other things yeah yeah like Melissa doesn't come without baggage because you do have all-stars you do have Sean you do have Gilles and it's hard to separate her from those things Mm -hmm. two weeks ago this Samba scored a 30 Guess what? It scored a 30 again. I just think, truly, I'm go I'm going back to if this is on night one and they do the relay on night two, which honestly I would like better. Um, if they do that, she's the only one who does a dance that has a solo, so she's highlighting what she can do. I think that helps her. That's I didn't even think about that. That is very smart. Yeah. But they don't I mean the only way they can make up points on night two is if the others don't get 30s and that's they're going yeah it's not super likely yeah melissa ends in third place we're not gonna eulogize her yet i feel like we need to eulogize them all together yeah i mean i feel like we somewhat did but i agree yeah i agree i I, well i can't eulogize melissa at this time yeah So, I bet we will hear about Melissa Rycroft again. (laughs) In second place, it's America's Sexiest Frenchman, Gilles Marini, and Cheryl Motherforkin back in the game, Burke. So, in their package, Gilles calls himself an underdog. I can't believe this. I could not... Yeah, my okay. jaw was on the floor. Thank you, because I was like, what the fork <laughs> is he talking about? And I'm like, yeah, sure, on the one hand, like, I understand how it's like, you know, he might not have the fan base that the other two do, but, like, to genuinely call yourself an underdog when you have been leading the pack for so long and you are, like, maybe the best dancer, if not, like, let's just drop the maybe and just say you are the best dancer of the season, don't call yourself an underdog. And... I feel like this show made him much more famous. Oh, yeah. So I think he built people voting for him. Yeah. I mean, the only person that you have to worry about people voting for is Sean. I think the most famous of the three. Mm Mm-hmm. A bachelor runner-up, a semi, like a working French actor... And an Olympic gold medalist. I wonder, I wonder who the going. most famous is. <laughs> yeah. So they do a flash dance freestyle. And I just like couldn't connect with it. I was like, this does not feel like Gilles. This does, especially after Cheryl highlights how she tries to choreograph freestyles that fit her. Um, contestants personalities and I do agree I think Sheil when he's not dancing is like a goofball is lovable is you know doesn't take himself too seriously like all you know competitive all of these things but like it I just could not connect with this as a style for him because it felt cheesy and it felt just so not in line with what we've seen this season and on the one hand yeah sure like show that off but like it just it did not work at all for me it it really didn't are you ready for my hot take that i teased you with about gilles marini let's hear it so carrie ann says 
how disappointed she is that this is the wrong choice that flash dance is all about the woman so here is this freestyle that never should have been done for Gilles. And that is the reputation I have always held from this dance. It is what I remembered of it. Watching it today, I no longer agree with that. I thought it's, it's not a wrong freestyle. However, I think Gilles was always destined to lose in the end. Why do you say that? He spent 10 weeks being, if not the top dancer, one of the top dancers of the week. Mm -hmm. And other than a couple times, namely the Lindy Hop, mm -hmm. they did, they highlighted how smooth, sensual, and sexy he was. This freestyle plays to his strengths smooth sensual and sexy mm -hmm. and it is the manyth time we've seen that it's the same trick they do slow stuff it goes fast we see their connection and i'm like great we've seen this before there is nothing else he can give us and dare I say, it made me think back on the rest of the season, and I thought, was he really giving us interesting stuff every week? Or was it often the same trick, but it's just really good? Where did you land? Did you come to a conclusion? No, but it's just a thought experiment. Yeah. I just... I didn't feel much connection between them, which I was like, okay, so your biggest like asset has been that you guys just like smolder on the dance floor with just a glance at each other. And we, I felt like I did not get that at all from the freestyle. See, I got it, but I was like, I get it. You've, you've given this to me. Yeah. I have gotten it for 11 weeks. I think you just were past the point. I think every week you were like, please, sir, can I have some more? And after 11 weeks of it, you were like, I am full. I would like to try something else. Yeah. And they never did. No. So in a weird way, the finale made me wonder if there's a limit to Gilles Marini and, hmm, maybe we'll discover a limit to Gilles Marini in seven seasons. Huh, I have no idea if we will or not. Dun dun dun. So his freestyle sees a score of 28, 9, 10, 9. He is tied for first with the overall score of 58. Or no, he's in yeah. first. Yeah, he yeah. is. No, he's tied for first. Tied for first with 58. Mm-hmm. In night two, of course, they do the Argentine tango. Yep. They did it in week four. They did it again. It was smooth. It was sensual. It was sexy. Chris's three buzzwords. I will say, though, like, as this dance began, I found myself getting a hair emotional. But it was not for the dance. It was just for the season as a whole because I couldn't believe it was over. Like, I just couldn't believe that something I've been looking forward to for so long has now, like, come and gone. Like, we're closing the book on it. And I was just like, wow, what a phenomenal season they gave us. So I think overall, I'm feeling very, opti or very, yeah, optimistic about the season as a whole and just am feeling very giddy. So I, I was getting a little emotional. But of course, it's, I mean, the Argentine is phenomenal. It's, mm -hmm. it's, one of the best the shows will ever yeah. see. I prefer the camera work of the week four version. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the performance of it remains great. The leg hooks are impossible. Yes. Their connection. I mean, it's so sex. Just everything about it. The fast section is so good where the tempo and I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. A 30 before, a 30 again. 
they end tied for first, 88 out of 90, and they end up in second. We'll talk about that. Boop, there's a pin. Finally, it is Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson and old guppy face Mark Ballas. Leading with this freestyle out of the three of them, that they go first. This freestyle is incredible. I think it is such a good GD freestyle. I watched it three times. I loved every second of it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it before, but if I have, it's been a long time. I loved everything about it. It's lights out. It genuinely has that feel of like, danger of like can they do it like it's so fast they never stop moving they start off in like jabberwocky like garment and like she almost doesn't rip it off in time so you're can, like oh my can god we talk about the jabberwocky's opening sure it's pointless it has a high bar of difficulty and therefore potential failure it almost does because she struggles to get it off. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it exists, but I kind of love that it does because it sets it on such a frantic tone. Yes. That you're like, okay. Because it's, it's lights out. I mean, it's, it's a lift into the splits, into a move, into a this, into a that, mm -hmm. and they're perfectly in sync and they never lose time. I mean, it's just, it is like mind bogglingly good it is so 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 good you're right about the transitions that moment where she does the flip and then it's the bum 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 yes bah, yes it's just like a how how does she just like hit her feet and just is like arms out perfectly in time with mark let's go and you're just like what in god's name how do they do it how do they do it i i also think it's really interesting watching this because I have seen it so many times. Mm -hmm. It's interesting watching it again and again and again because Mark is giving so much performance. Mm -hmm. Sean is not going to his level, mm -hmm. but it works that she plays so much of it understated. Like one of my favorite little bits is when they're on like one knee each and they're doing like the just kind of like rock yes. forward and pull yes. forward and mark is just like going so big like arms extended and then like pulling them in and sean's just kind of barely going like mm, mm, mm. Yes. and it just like it works because I it think feels it cool really does i completely agree. like her I underplaying it but it's still a big performance. Like when she, when they are, they're both on the ground and then they pop up and point to one side, then point to the other side. Mm -hmm. And like, she just hits this huge thing. It really works. It does. Uh, I think it's such, I, it just, she's just having fun. And it's like, it's what you've wanted from her. Like to just have fun out there. I love it. I think if she goes to Mark's level, it, it drives it. She's almost like the steady heartbeat of it. Does it become too frantic if she yeah. is even bigger? I think I agree. Because mm -hmm. Mark is almost too much. Mm -hmm. God, I want to watch it again. It's such a good freestyle. Do you want to watch it right now? Kind of. We're not going to, but kind of. Oh, I was going to say I would do that right now. No, we're not going to. We're not okay. going to. Okay. It's an audio medium, Chris. I don't care. They can join us three minutes later. <laughs> it's so good. It scores a 30 because of freaking course it does. Do your thing. Make your body sing. Samantha asks Sean, like, oh, it's just a silly little mirror ball. And I was furious at Samantha. Yes, Samantha, it's a coveted mirror ball trophy. Also, good news. Apollo Anton Ono helped Sean become the true Olympian that she always could be. Yeah, of course he did. Dumb package. 
Like was. everybody else's package was about them, and this one was, oh, we had Apollo join us. Let's I know, make it I all kept, about Apollo. I wondered if like everyone was gonna have a winner, and then nobody else did, and I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Teeny tiny little Drew Lachey just couldn't appear to help out Cheryl. <laughs> but did you see that Emmett was in the building? A lot of people were in the building. Yeah, but specifically Emmett. Well, we don't talk about Emmett. Yeah, we do. We love Twinkle Toes. Sean finishes the night, or the next night, with her cha-cha-cha to PYT. It previously scored a 28. She is the only one of the three to do one that was not a perfect 30 dance. And she improves two points. She also gets a 30. It's wonder. It's, I mean, they're on the money. They're so precise. They look so right together. It's a fun, great routine. Her hips looked great. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought she really nailed it. It is somehow I, both sharp and smooth. Mm-hmm. This is the dance that Carrie Ann says that they, basically, the judges underestimated her this season. And I was like, well, I don't know if, I would go that far, but it was a nice sentiment. And so, Sean Johnson wins. But it's so cute. Did you watch them announce it? Of course I did. It's the Mark so is, cute. Mark is stunned. Yes. Like, utterly stunned. And Gilles does seem genuinely happy for them. Mm-hmm. And so does, I mean, Cheryl doesn't seem distraught or anything. No. Um, but like, I mean, Sean is so excited and Mark is stunned. I love that Tom says to Sean, like, you know, Mark said yesterday, I don't know, I think we might have a shot. Like, how do you feel right now about that? Like, are you glad you did? And I, I just, I loved that of like, somebody recognized they might've actually been the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I loved the hug with her and Tom. It just, it's... It's, I just love Tom Bergeron so much. And did you see whose shoulders Sean ended up on at the end? I think it was Chuck's and I didn't want to talk about that. It was Chuck and the look on his face just looked so like unhappy to be there. It was, I, I mean, I was, I was just howling because he just looked like his regular Chuck face, which therefore just looked displeased. Miserable. miserable. So it just made me laugh. So there it is. Season eight. Sean, Sheil, Melissa. So, Katie, was this right? Yes. Based on the finale, you say it's right? Yes. I agree. Was this actually right in a just world? No. No. What's right in a just world? I don't, I go back and forth. I mean, in to me, Melissa, Gilles, Sean. Mm-hmm. But that's maybe not right. That, But that's, to me, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Well, this kind of gets back to what you were asking long ago about Melissa. Mm-hmm. Because Melissa's freestyle just isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And Sean... I mean, Sean is a buzzsaw in this finale. Sean comes to life at the right time. Like, Sean... Yes, if you look over the course of the season, Sean shouldn't be the winner. But Sean does peak. Sean really comes into her own and grows. Well, and part of it is, like, Melissa in the semifinals, like, she is lackluster. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a bad dance, but, like... She just doesn't bring what she normally does. I don't know if it's nerves. I don't know if it's the Mm -hmm. dance. I don't know what exactly it is. So it's like, that's where I kind of go back and forth. But like, I think if I look at the entire body of work, it's like, no, Melissa, like Melissa could have won it. Yes. I just don't think her finale is good enough. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not here being like, Melissa should have won. Melissa robbed goddess. Because I think in the end, based on the finale, she isn't. Yeah. Maybe I wish she was in second. I understand that she's never going to be. I do mm-hmm. understand that. Because if Sean is making it into the top, 
that Gilles isn't coming in third. Yeah. But I, I just kind of turned, I'm not soured on Gilles. I just, I got bored by him by the end of the season. Well, it's, you do raise a very excellent point of like, where we just fed the same flashy things over and over again for 11 weeks. And I, I think we were. Because like, his perfect semifinals, his waltz, and then his salsa, mm-hmm. those two dances, they're very, very good. And I know I was very positive about them last week because how can you not be? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, wow, those were really good. They were this. But when you're operating at such a high level and it like with the 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 closest comparison I can have to Gilles right now is Christy Yamaguchi. Okay. Because Christy went pole to pole. Mm-hmm. She led and like never faltered. But Christy had an arc. Christy had things where we were like, okay, here are things you need to improve upon. Here's a way that you're not just gonna plateau. Mm-hmm. What did Gilles really have to improve upon? I mean, it. you're dead right. And I know I say play to your strengths in the finale. I know that. I'm about to sound like a hypocrite. <laughs> but not this time! <laughs> Honestly, because for ten weeks, Cheryl has relied on the same strength. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do it again, it has to be the greatest thing we've ever seen. And if you can't be positive, it's going to be the greatest thing we've ever seen. You need to give us something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, based on this finale, the placement is right. In a perfect world, I'm putting Gilles in third. And Melissa, for as good as she was over the course of the season, I just don't think she's enough in the finale. Mm-hmm. So Sean wins. She's your girl. She's your winner. I think Sean has a compelling story in this season. I just, I also had a feeling, I was like, I wish season eight and All-Stars were reversed. I wish Melissa won this one and Sean won All-Stars. I think that's a very excellent point to make. I think I would feel better if that's the way. Because I'm going to be real honest. I think this is a great season of Dancing with the Stars. I loved it. This end doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> I got what I I got what I always Despite wanted. Sean winning. <laughs> I got what I always wanted, and it doesn't sit right with me. And I hate it. <laughs> Katie, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw all three of these again. Wow, that would be shocking. Okay, remind me. Who is Gilles with in All-Stars? He is with one of our pros that we have not met yet. Okay. Do you want to guess or do I need to tell you? You need to tell me. He's with Peter Megatroid. Oh, okay. And I want to say that's a fairly early PETA season. Yeah, I think so. I can't think off the top of my head when she joins the show. But that's an interesting pairing. Yeah. That is her third season of the show. Okay. Because who does Cheryl end up with on All Star? It's Twinkle Toes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And then Drew is with Trey Boone, right? Yes. Yeah. Because who's with Kar- who's Karina with? She's the one I can't remember who she's with. No, I can't either. Um... She's with Apollo. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they struggled a bit, if I remember. But that's all stars. That's seven seasons away. Who cares about that? But this is also... Uh, you we... can't talk about these three without talking about all... That's the problem. Is like these three 
really are like they become just so integral to like the fabric of dancing with the stars mm-hmm. almost because this finale tom says and we've talked about this through the season mm-hmm. but tom makes sure right before they give away the coveted mirror ball trophy to say when combined with judges scores because obviously sean and Gilles were tied at 88 mm-hmm. so they ha- so all it's going to be is going to be viewer vote and less than 1% of the vote separated them. So this is, I feel like more than season one, the controversial one that results in a dance off, this is the one that's seen as, mm, should Sean have won All-Star, or should, mm-hmm. should Sean have won season eight? So in some ways the dance off was what it was, All-Stars, felt like this was their dance-off it was like sure other it people was. are there but i remember the talk going into it was this is Gilles marini's season it's this yes. is built for Gilles, and boy does that get to him i was gonna say and we'll see how that plays out <laughs> i just think it's so this is watching it all these years later i i have so many takeaways that i didn't expect mm-hmm I didn't expect to fall in love with Melissa Rycroft. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect at the end to be like, Gilles, okay. And I didn't expect to be dissatisfied with Sean winning. <laughs> Basically, I don't like any of this at the end, I guess. I'm so, I mean, to be so curious to see how you are on All Stars then, because. I feel like I can't watch it for my mental I health. know. I know. It'll be Katie just talking to herself for an hour every week. Let's get Megan on the pod for all stars. <laughs> She'd probably love that. Or, hey, better yet, now is the time to start the Clay Squared podcast. Yes. <laughs> bring Clay. Bring Clay. Bring Clay. Not Amy Jerzak Huff. Not Abby Dockham Tonioli. No. Clay. <laughs> think Abby's getting on this podcast. <laughs> Amy had her chance, but she didn't pick up the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have I, have I talked myself into, like, being disappointed? Yeah, you have. I, I, I did like it. I, like, I loved this. I loved this season. I'm so thrilled by it. And yet. Do you know what you wish? Are you certain what you wish is what you want? Because it turns out revisiting season eight wasn't what I wanted. Wishes have consequences. Witches can be right. Giants can be good. You deserve what's right. You deserve what's good. And the week this is released, I'll, I I guess the week before this is released, I'll have seen it. Well, season eight, man. I mean. What a concept. I loved it. You have mixed feelings. I I, loved it. You loved it. You loved it. I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grapple who I was with who I am. Yeah. And who I'm going to be. Well. If you ask me, we'll never hear from season eight again. Next week, though. You'll hear from us because it is time for a long-awaited return of perhaps our most popular episode ever, according to the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we are four more seasons in, Katie and I are going to select our Mount Rushmore for seasons five through eight. Four contestants who we're putting on a mountain. That only represent the presidents. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is I honestly don't know if I could tell you the four presidents who are on there right now. <laughs> you know, you have, you have to tell me right now because I'm not giving you a week to look it up. T. Jeff. George Washington. Mm-hmm. FDR. And... Right? And, and Lincoln. You have three out of four. 
Dang it! You chose the wrong Roosevelt. Teddy. <laughs> I have to be like, what's the other one? Teddy I am. Usually I cut that long of silences from the podcast. <laughs> I need the people to know if they're wondering why was there such a long break? It's because it was happening. <laughs> At least I didn't say Benny Franks this time. He was a great man. <laughs> great man. <laughs> I'm so excited to do our next Mount Rushmore. I will be so curious to see if we'll have similar people. I imagine we might. I don't think we'll have a Lisa Renner surprise again, but you never know with us. I've been I've been thinking through the Mount Rushmore. I have and not. it's hard it's hard. Yeah. Cause when we did one through four. I didn't try to represent each season. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And I know it's not going to happen again. (laughs) Because you're going to have three from season eight. (laughs) Not to spoil it. There might be three from season eight. (laughs) Plus Christy Yamaguchi. Is that your Mount Rushmore? (laughs) So I have a draft. like what you hear if you're getting ready for mount rushmore 2.0 and you are just so so excited you can share this with your friends we can be found on any podcast cast streaming service apple podcast apple Podcasts, spotify you can like you can subscribe you can give us five stars you can leave a review all those things and you can of course interact with us on the social medias we are on Instagram at jmp.pod, Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic, and Twitter, jmppod. No dot. Good job. You didn't even have to think about it. How can you do this one week and you can nail it, but every time I do it, I have to think about it. Because are you smarter I'm, than me? I'm brilliant. Yeah, you are. I'm brilliant perfect. and beautiful. I'm beautiful. I look like Linda Evangelista. I'm a model. You're a green girl. (laughs) Well, Chris, I love you and I like you. Katie, if you care to find me, look to the western skies. (laughs) Someone told me lately, everyone deserves a chance to... To stay tuned for their local news coming up next. That works at the end of every song. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was at a wedding on Saturday night, and the last song they played was Celine Dion's That's the Way It Is. Oh, And it one. finished, and that's the way it is. And I just go, ah, and people <laughs> applauded, and I was so proud. <laughs> that's so, incredible. Ah, 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 ah.